Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the next episode of the What Topic podcast with your host, Josh Deakin, at Mrs. Josh Deakin. And Owen Burkett, at Owen.Burkett. And today we are joined by our very special guest and one of our very good friends, Lydia. Hello. Hello, guys. How's it going? Not too bad. How are you guys? I'm, I'm all right. Surviving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking every day as it comes. That's the yeah. favourite thing to say. It's glamorous to say that you take every day as it comes like a platter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Lydia, would you like to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Like, what you do? Uh, yes. Like, obviously, you're on Instagram, of course. Yeah, I'm on Instagram at Litsu. Litsu, basically. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I'm a part-time model and a pharmacist. And um, I'm just working in London right now. Um, I moved to London not long ago, around August time, because um, I graduated, finished my training. I thought if I moved to London, I'll be able to, you know, do part-time pharmacy and also get more time to do modelling, which is something I'm passionate about. Um, Unfortunately, with COVID, (laughs) happened. Um, So there aren't that many castings, and most castings are done at home with, like, self-tape. Um, so that's kind of different. I had to like to try to adapt to like the new way of casting, but, um, Mad, but yeah. yeah, but yeah, um, everything's going well so far, and hopefully after lockdown lifted and after New Year, um, we'll get more castings and more like photograph events. Like you know, I really like those socials that we do with instagram oh, course, yes. you know yeah communities and stuff um so yeah i can't wait to get back to that really oh definitely so mm-hmm. uh what, what we normally do at the the top of the episode normally is we will jump into sort of some brief topics that are going on in the world at the minute um yeah. so normally we really spend about 10 15 minutes on that at most but then obviously we'll we'll start to uh obviously put the light on uh you know a bit more about you like obviously where you got started with modeling maybe uh talking about like how we got to meet you and of course mm-hmm. you know like you know things things in your life that you think it would be quite interesting to talk about i mean obviously mm-hmm. modeling is obviously one thing um mm-hmm. maybe like you know your career path at the minute and uh, i guess how the, how the two modeling and your your medical side are uh, you know kind of interlinked and crossed over over times so that'd be probably quite interesting for any other model out there who's juggling modeling and also their day life as well as like yeah. two different things yeah, I think it's pretty yeah. common for models mm. to like have two different jobs because you know mm. you're obviously not going to be modeling all the time, so you need sort of like a constant income and then you know do modeling on the side, which is balanced mm. out pretty well, to be honest. Mm. You could kind of say, uh, I guess, obviously, without going into too much detail at this moment, well, obviously mm-hmm. later on in the podcast, but one of the things that I, I can say we are quite relate as being a photographer is that uh, photographers and models and any creative. Um, mm-hmm. you know obviously it's, it's quite a big thing to try and get into and to earn decent money from so mm-hmm. most of the time you are you are mm-hmm. psychic in the two jobs back to back aren't you yeah so yeah that'll be quite interesting to dive into a little bit later on but of course first we're gonna jump into some some current news um I, I wanted mm-hmm. to go very very quickly briefly uh, jump on it obviously we didn't record last episode uh well say last episode last week uh we were quite a little bit of radio silence last week me you know, and we had quite a busy week didn't we we did yeah um it was sort of like 
time just flew by really quickly and before we knew it we're like oh shit it's friday so we um <laughs> and to be fair like you know because of we're in a second lockdown here in the uk um it was it's it's quite difficult to you know look up like what is going on i mean obviously the you got the you still got the whole thing that's going on in america that you know trump is not conceding and uh, and still mm. saying that the election is rigged and all that bullshit that yeah. that I mean, Aranga we have wants to talk about. <laughs> so nice development though recently that obviously he has now technically in a way conceded, but he's done it in such a way where he doesn't. Yeah, he's he's he mm. still saying like he, you know, once you know by January he will leave, but he's still saying yeah, we're still. Oh, yeah, so he's fine. We're still we're still investigating. Happened. We're still investigating about that, even though there's there's been no claims whatsoever. Yeah. And, and then we've had that really beautiful moment with Giuliani having the the hair makeup go running down the oh side. Oh my god! And he's always <laughs> popping out like like unbelievably weird, like a cartoon character. He always does. Like it, it's like, that's like he always like <laughs> and and it, you know and his teeth was always a uh, thing. You know, and, oh. and you know and obviously you know um, obviously um, it's now becoming the new thing. Uh, obviously beforehand he we had the the famous incident that happened in the Borat sequel. Where, oh, yeah, he, yeah. where he was, according to him, quote unquote, was fixing his mic that was down in his, down in his pants. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. It's just a convenient place to go looking for your microphone. Especially, uh, oh, and it, it also required to lie on the bed. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. About, about that. Minute, about that. And it, <laughs> oh, definitely. Anyway. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, yeah, um, it's. It, to be honest, like, we all know that Joe, Joe Biden has won the election, so we're just all just waiting just for Trump oh, yeah. to just get kicked out of the White House and then we don't have to Why ever get them again. Clubs and get out? Yeah. It surprised me, like, sorry, it yeah, surprised me how no, no, long it take for like him to admit that he actually lost the election. We has a really, yeah. te- like I said, like Josh said earlier, like he's, mm. he's kind of, he has said that he will leave when once the results has come in, but he still hasn't officially conceded. No, yeah, he's still and in denial. Like, oh my God. So the, the, the thing is, in a way, it's it's really funny because like there was a there was a on the on the news a few days I think it was today or yesterday he was playing golf at in, I think at his one of his resorts and and he literally goes ah oh, fucking hole or something like that doesn't it <laughs> I think I heard I think I heard I heard there's there's been so many recordings of him um like even when he was I think he was either in the White House or somewhere official yeah. and he got it went ah. Oh, Fuck, like something like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's not very good at blaspheming, is he? Bless me. Excuse me. Um, way, his French is very very naughty. So yeah. Well, what do you expect from him? So anyway, mm. yeah, oh, no, definitely. I couldn't expect anything worse for him, but yeah. Um. So obviously, <laughs> it all in that's in all in the last week, in the last two weeks, you could say we've had that happen. We've had you know obviously all the saga with Biden, like finally trying to get his security stuff together. He's now finally. Which they are finally doing. Yeah. 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 And Finally, the Americans have just, uh, just, have just literally just had Thanksgiving yesterday. So yes, yes, mm-hmm. they did. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, also, in the meantime, ye- was it, uh, yesterday we found out the the tier system that the yeah. amazing conservatives, uh, the Tories, <laughs> have <laughs> laid out for us all. So um, it's be really confusing, no? It's oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, it's going to be tier two. 
Well, we're t- uh, know, yeah right? down down in Portsmouth is tier two, except oh. for our white, which is tier one, which is a bit annoying. Oh. But then the thing is, like, it's really odd because I live in an area where not much happens, and mm-hmm. um, so I just think that in our little area, we're considered. I think to me, to my mind, we're just considered as tier one. But then again, oh, I don't know. I've, no. Again, I could be wrong. Like there could be like cases that have gone gone up since then. But again, was, I don't know. Didn't they, didn't, wasn't the oil of white one of the testing places for the very first COVID app that they was creating? Right? I have no idea. I'm right. sure it was the oil of white or the oil of man. Probably, but yeah, um, yeah. But um, funny enough, to say that um, I did actually have for the first time had to uh, do a COVID test, but just oh. after lockdown happened. Um, oh yes, uh, for, your, for your new role, right? Uh, oh. no, well, we're actually, no, we're actually no. I will have to do that for my upcoming role that I'll be playing. Um, but I had to take a, um, a COVID test because just before lockdown, I was at my friend's house, and my friend's mum was tested oh. positive for coronavirus, oh. and then I had to tell my family, oh. um, we we need to get tested. Yeah. So we found a. We found a we found a testing site, you know, just a mile and a half away. So we drove there one evening. We got all, we walked like over a there. One? You make it, um, make it sound like an, like like a small affair. Oh, we just took a leisurely drive. We just took a like a like a little family dr- family trip. Yeah, yeah <laughs> just sure we haven't got something that might kill us. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, fair, how it, did you feel when you found out the news? Like that, your it friend, was just a bit, and it, it was a bit like, oh shit. But then, yeah, oh, damn it. but then it was a bit annoying. But then I was like, I, the main, the thing, I think that really got me was that um, I was more concerned on telling the news to my family. Yeah. Because okay. because because imagine like they've got work to go to or they yeah. got plans they made. So mm. I was like, ah oh, shit. But they all realized yeah. that you know it's not my fault. It, yeah, it's no, just no, it's you, just you one of those. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like I never asked like, oh, "Hey guys, here's some coronavirus." Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, it's a private test. Yeah, so we 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 had to book uh, on the on the website um, an actual test because we tried we tried to do a drive-in test, which was in Whiteley, which is just mm-hmm. about half an hour away. Yeah. Um, but they had one about at between two thirty and three o'clock, and by the time we looked at it, it was about two twenty. So there's no way we could have got there in time yeah. so we had to look in like the, so we had to go in the walk-in site and there was plenty of um plenty of um uh appointment times for that so we had oh, to do it in the evening sweet. because my brother was wait, was sleeping and he and we had to tell him like by the way you're not going to work we're going to get oh. tested so he was i mean he again he was he was just like he wasn't really annoyed it was just the fact that you, you had to have to call work like he works at a supermarket yeah. at tesco mm-hmm. and um they can be quite unforgiving like they yeah. said they they said to him, like, doesn't matter. I don't give a shit if your manager wants you to come in. Like, you're not coming in. And, oh, yeah. and, he, and he went like, oh, no, don't worry. You know, I'm not coming in. And 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 he will explain that, you know, dude, like, if you are forcing me to come in, like, don't, you know, point fingers at me if any one of you gets COVID and I get tested positive or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we so we drove over and then, you know, we went in and then there was barely anyone there like except mm. for the people working there and yeah. um and the most horrible thing was it was um like having this uh, um so, ob- so they give you like all the test kits and everything and you got like a little booth that you oh, wow. um sit in you have you got the instructions in front of you 
What and, swab um, test? Is it a swab test? It's a swab test, yeah. Okay. So you got all the vials. Oh, so you, you, you had, did you have the one in the mouth only, or did you have to have it with your nose as well? Uh, so, no, it was both uh, in the mouth and the nose. Oh, so, so, so um, shove it right down the back of your nose, don't uh, it? It's hard. Well, so the, I think the, the, worst, the worst thing actually was you know, swabbing like um, my tonsils. So you have to do it for 10 oh, yeah, seconds. Like, it, oh there. God, it makes me gag. So I was doing five seconds each tonsil and by the end of the fifth second, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, <laughs> like that. <laughs> so yeah, then the next bit will be really like, bad. you know, they say to you like, you know, push the swab up to up your, up your, uh, up your nostril until it, you know, you got better pressure, like stops it. So you mm. keep like pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and they're like, how far is it going? And then it stops and they're like, okay. Well, that's the and thing that you... really, really confuses me is because like, as far as I'm aware, like, you know, when you, uh, obviously we've all done this, we've all put our fingers up our nose, but like, you, mm. you, you just think, how do you get, how, like, you put your finger, you put your finger up to the top and you're like, well, where's the gap that goes up to anywhere else? Like, you know, the connection yeah. between your nose and your mouth, that kind of thing. It's like, where, where is that point? Because like, is it, is it so small that you can't even uh, yeah. that point? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. But yeah, that wasn't too bad. I mean, obviously, oh yeah, that's another thing. Uh, before you start the test, um, you have to blow your nose to get rid of these, you know, mucus and oh, all that. Because uh, no. they got, yeah, they, cause they give you tissue. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. Yeah, especially. I mean, it was weird because they, you know they got some tissues. I'm like, what's the tissues for? And then I looked at the the, the instructions. Went, ah, oh, right, okay, gotcha. So sanitize your nose. I don't know, but yeah. So um, oh, I've heard people where they did the opposite, where they did the nose first and then the mouth. Oh. I'm like, oh no. Oh. So I was like, really? I like, come it, on. The dude. thing that's weird is like. When I first heard that you had to have it up your nose, did, I, I don't know who, whoever else probably did this. Like, so I apologise if it's crude and weird, but like obviously it's going to involve this one crude and weird piece. So anyway, uh, stay with me on this. So you know when when people were doing stupid things online, like with like condom putting them up the nose. Yeah. It makes you think about like how far they put it up their nose and they, it literally makes them gag like fucking mad and they can like go the other end down into their mouth. It's like, oh, how'd you do that? Yeah, it's, it's weird. It's really, it's really gross. Like when I saw that challenge, like the condom challenge or whatever it was. Oh, no, yeah. Why do people do this to themselves? Oh no, it's and like the same when... They put it in their nose and they pull it out of their mouth. Yeah. And they pull it out of their mouth. It's like, yeah. like that, and that's it. I... This is, this is, it's funny because <laughs> Lizzie has probably, as Lizzie says, says, was before we started she said oh i've had a very long day okay so now you got to the point where you've heard about condoms going from noses to mouths yeah, I think <laughs> this is this is the top of the day finale welcome to day, what topic <laughs> well we talk about condoms going up our noses <laughs> <laughs> the, the name of the podcast is of course what topic so it could be about anything uh, <laughs> so i know right talk about sex <laughs> <laughs> why not why um not? Oh, so yeah like, like the coat takes we can't do that right now <laughs> Oh god. oh god anyways um yes let's get uh, but yeah no so they but yeah the covid test was um was like i mean i mean with all things considering it was all right and then obviously there was the waiting game and you're like oh god mm. please you know don't don't get test positive and mm-hmm. luckily we all okay, oh yeah um Sorry, I, I lost you for a second there. I don't know what happened. Oh, right. <laughs> but, uh, okay. It's part of the recording. Don't worry. We, we're, we're still here, guys. We're still here. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's okay. It stopped recording, I think. I was there. Stop recording? What? Oh, no, we're still, we're still here. We're still, still there. We're still here. Yeah. We're still here, guys. Woo! Stop scaring <laughs> us, Josh. <laughs> as, as you were saying, Owen, before I was really interrupted by the internet. <laughs> Man, like, come on. Come <laughs> like, on, continue your story. 
Anyways, yeah, I mean, see with the the COVID test and everything, like it was, it was fine. I mean, besides, you know, putting a swab down your tonsils and your nose and everything. So they don't yeah. use the yeah. same totally swab, do they? What's that sort? So they, they use don't. the same like a cotton swab. Um, yeah, it's ends, like don't they? No. Yeah, it's it's just like um. Uh, it's like a, it's just, it's only, uh, like a cotton, yeah, a cotton swab. It's not like two ends. Like you have to use the one end and then you put it in the vinyl uh, with a bit of liquid and then they Ziploc it in a Ziploc bag and then you just give it in and then that's it. And you get a barcode and then they scan so the barcode. the same swab for the nose and the mouth. Yeah. That's how they have to test it. Oh. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Well, the that's thing is, like, I thought, I thought, I thought that when you, when you do your swabbing for your nose, like, you know, when you've got your cotton bud. You know, yeah. The, the bit that the bit that confuses me now is that where where in it all does they say that you should do? I'm sure. So I'm sure I heard before that you should never use the same side of the cotton swab when you're doing. You know, when you're trying to get rid of your. I well, here's the cotton. thing. Like I did check your, ear, your ears. Sorry, your ears. That's what I was meaning. Sorry, your ears. Uh, yeah, you know, I think they used different ones, but we didn't get to do our ears. It was just nose and the mouth. Um, I, mean, I mean, in general, like you know, when you like you come out, yeah, the like you just go like, getting your earwax out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, but yeah. Um, no, that I did. I that's the thing. I did double check my bag and everything. I'm like, I, thought, I was like, did, have I got another swab or anything? And they went, no, you you just have to use the same swab. So you do the mouth first <laughs> and then the nose. And that's yeah. why I. That's why I do it the right that way around. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's why I said earlier, like there have been people unless where they like, did the opposite. Like they did the opposite sandwich. where they did the <laughs> nose first and then the mouth. I'm like, oh no, no. Yeah. <laughs> unless you want to, unless you want to snot sandwich yeah unless you oh, unless you just want to taste you on snot then yeah, oh, oh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. yeah so um that's having first-hand experience with the covid <laughs> test yeah i it, it was just that's it's, so cool it's it's uh, it, well i mean it's <laughs> it's not the pleasant most pleasant experience but no. it's a cool experience a unique experience yeah, I mean, it's, it's an experience that is unique, but only it's only unique if you have to have it. Exactly. So, yeah, like so. That, I'd much rather pass on that one. <laughs> but yeah, like, I'm, I'm going to have to do it again, uh, but due to a, a role uh, later on next month. So yeah. Mm. Yay! Looking forward to that. The I same guess. one? <laughs> Will that be swap test again? Um, most likely. So they'll probably do the yeah. same, you know, swap test, and then, yeah. um, then I'll. Then I'll have a costume fitting the next day and then hopefully it'll nice. test negative and then I can actually get some work going on. So, yeah. So, yeah, you, 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 I, I take it that they'll be doing the doing this testing privately, obviously, because they wouldn't put, put the train on the NHS. Like, obviously, like with the same thing with, like, you know, Strictly and Armour Celerity, they've done theirs privately, I believe. So mm. they How can, yeah. they have to wait for the results? It took about Is a couple of days, like two or three days. days. Oh, it, it, okay. did, it did stay um, about... It did say about two to two to five days. You know, I think usually. The, the testing, yeah, yeah. the testing for for the TV, like when you're on TV, I think they get their test back within twelve hours. I was going to say like, um, I was going to say like, um, if they need so, because obviously they can't really wait for people to. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully I'll hear back. You know, if, I'll get negative and then I'll have my costume well, fitting the thing and is, then I'll you're, you're, get you're told. You'll, you'll probably have your test and then you'll have to isolate in the hotel for a few hours while you wait right? so, yeah, yeah like i mean there's just no point for me going there get my test come back home and then go back yeah. and then i might as well stay somewhere nearby yeah. um but yeah so um yeah i mean this so, might be an iconic uh, quite an interesting situation because obviously with covid 
yeah. moving back and forth is not a good idea so once you're there no. they're gonna, whether you're a, whether you're you know a smaller role or a bigger role they're, they're still going to put you in a hotel yeah. obviously to make sure that you like you, you you don't trade too far with the test being involved yeah for sure um so yeah like yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a bit frustrating because obviously you're uh, you, uh, you're in tier three aren't you up in yeah. birmingham that means nothing's open. Is that still lockdown then? Well, that basically, we. I was saying to a few friends. I'm not sure if I said it to you, Owen, but like I basically said, it's more like more, feels more like two, uh, lockdown 2.1 really. Like the point one oh, being like the man. shops have reopened. Like we can right. go out shopping again. We can go out shopping again, but restaurants aren't open, so you can oh, go to the really? gym and all those things. But I've sat the gym off anyway because we they're, they're not opening certain facilities in our leisure mm. centres. So we 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 yeah. got a full refund and we've cancelled our direct debits. So. But we're, we're just, just going to wait for Apple Fitness Plus to come out next month. So. But I feel like I'm looking at BBC website right now. It says tier three is like shop, gym, personal care services can reopen. Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, all the restaurants. bar, restaurants, pubs. Are yeah, it's only takeaways. You two are so lucky because like London, I think, should really be tier three. And yeah. I mean, I thought so too. Yeah. It yeah. was quite insulting when I that news came understand. out. I, mean, no, I don't understand. In my either. area, a lot. They've they, they've 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 halved the infection rate in my area. In leasing, I live within. So in the Midlands, I live in the Samwell area. So I I am quite close to Birmingham, but I'm also quite close to um, the Dudley, uh, you know, County Borough. Where it's got like you know, uh, well, not County Borough. It's not a county. Is it? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's a council. It has like you know, a yeah, Dudley, yeah, they're like the joint councils. So yeah. And those areas alone have had high risk recent, so they would technically have been tier three anyway. But mm. they're only tier. They're in, the only reason I think they're tier three now is because they're being grouped in with the rest of the region. Like there are, I think one or two places which they don't, which is re- not, people don't really count as the West Midlands. But like you got the Rekin and Telford area, which mm. apparently are sort of interlinked with the Midlands still, which I find quite weird because they're not mm. even near. They're near to Wolverhampton, but they're not like within the West Midlands circumference you know like the, the shape of the midlands that makes the midlands but like i mean some people go as far as to say it depends on which local news station you get so if you get if you get bbc midlands today after your main news in the evening or you have itv central then you are technically in the midlands region so right i don't know it's a bit of it's a bit of a weird one but i mean you're in tier two down south as well aren't you owen yeah so um just, so by, I... just by the whispers of your hair the whisper of your hair right I know it was just sort of like you know what was it going to be um where am I going to be in it I'm, and I thought like when I saw oh white um I thought oh okay I might be in um tier one then and then I double checked I went oh never mind. I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm basically that's literally what the literally what they said I think the headline they were going for quite quite uh quite regularly on the news in the last day was that 99 percent of the uk are basically going to be in some form some form of very high uh tiers Obviously yeah you're gonna be very, you're top of tiers be, yeah you're going to be in high very high or extreme is, is it very high or, or very or extremely high or something like that? i can't think what they call them it's just I mean, been I mean, a complete no shit show 
<laughs> I, I think they I literally they just call tier one low now. I don't even think they call it medium. Yeah, I don't know, but like I, I mean, said, like, how do how do you like your tier? Do you like your tier to be one, two, or three? <laughs> yeah, medium, high, or very high. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, yeah. it's bad enough that they had that scale earlier in the year where they was like, oh, we're currently at like a four, but we're now down to a three. I'm like, it looks literally like the Nando's pet. Out of what? Yeah, stars. exactly. It was like out of like, what? What ten? Five? What? <laughs> Uh, yeah, a, a, a ten is basically burning your stomach and your throat. It, 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 at the same it's, time. it's like it's like it's like the Trump like um, initiative, like t- pouring bleach down your throat, and then uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> I think people are going crazy. Yeah, but yeah, I'd say we won't. We we will not divulge into the dirty no. as for longer. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna switch gears now, and we're gonna uh, throw the spotlight back towards Lydia's way. So uh, yeah, we're gonna we're. We're going to give Lydia the, the floor to talk a little bit about a few things about her. So, like, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll get started quite simple. So um, let's get started with just by saying, how did you how did you come about, uh, like, you know, w- wanting to be in medical uh, or at least anything within medical, I guess, what should you say, forum? Uh, in medicine, yeah. Medicine, medicine yeah. related career, you mm. mean. Yeah, well, so okay. I'm saying, where, where, where was that? Where did you start with that? And then obviously, where did that cross over with modeling? So, like, obviously, when you got to that point, so where, where did you yeah. start? So, at the beginning, actually, when I was choosing like university and what I want to study, I was actually torn between like pharmacy or architect architecture, um, because oh. I kind of kind of always have a passion for like art, um, but then oh. art is very time consuming mm. and. And also, I'm in hindsight, I'm so glad I didn't pick architecture because knowing my friends, like, basically locked themselves in the studio 24-7 trying to finish their coursework. Mm. And it's actually longer training time than becoming a GP. So That's surprising. You, know, you wouldn't expect that, would you? I know. It's just mad. I think it's seven years or something before you can actually, oh, wow. you know, have a proper job. I know so it's I like, like four or five years for electricians, uh, electricians to become qualified. Because my dad was telling me about like back in the day, like when they actually had like a specific electrical school that you go right. to after college. Oh, that's so cool. like it's pretty. It's pretty. I mean, it's pretty mad, isn't it? Yeah. So you know, I didn't know that at the time. I was just thinking like, okay, so I did all the like sciencey A levels, so you know, Ooh. that sort of lead me to pharmacy basically it was almost like your calling at that point (laughs) kind of because I didn't want to do medicine because I'm scared of blood um yeah and I yeah I literally I remember in school we're testing like we have annual blood test and I saw like blood coming out of my finger I was like literally about to faint I find it difficult oh no (laughs) yeah I was literally I was like I'm blacking out I need to sit down (laughs) you wouldn't seem like this you don't seem like the sort of person that would probably be you know freak I'm not I won't say freaked out but like conscious of seeing it yeah I was just like 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 dizziness like in my head I don't even know why but I think I'm getting a lot better now actually um, I mean, to be fair, I feel when it comes to something like needles, like when I, if I see like mm, a photo of a needle or I, or I think mm, about needles, I do get that. Oh, I mean, I'm getting it now. I'm feeling the chill mm, and the weird, the weird sort of like makes your hand go pale feeling for a second, doesn't it? It's like, like a shiver mm. moment. Yeah. Just thinking yeah. about it or even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, but I guess it does get better the more you in contact with those situations. If that makes mm. sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's like as someone who has like a spider phobia and like you put oh, them yeah. with spider all the time and they will get used to it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, arachnophobia. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Anyways, just out of curiosity, do you know what they call it when you when you like um, you get faint around things like that? What oh. they what, is it, what, what was you obviously like you know like we spiders and arachnophobia, isn't it? So like it's obviously a type of phobia, isn't it? To be like yeah, like yeah, weirded out by blood. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, is, I'm just going uh, to. I don't know. Is it, 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 Hemophobia. Oh, that Hemophobia. Makes sense. I've heard that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I was hemophobia. like, that must be an actual name because it can't be called blood phobia. I mean, it's simple yeah, as that. But... Hemophobia. But yeah, okay. hemophobia. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, like fear of hum, of like certain human fluids. That sounds like, doesn't it? Well, it's yeah. like hemoglobin. So basically, yeah. like a red fluid. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Okay. Like, God, like could you imagine, juice. like, just, just, like, I was going to say, like, could you imagine, like, just being so afraid of raspberry jam or strawberry jam? <laughs> <laughs> Redophobia alert! Would you like, a, and, he could, and he or she can only have, like, black blackcurrant jam or blackberry yeah. jam or something? Yeah. Oh, imagine like, someone said to you, would you, like, would you like red or brown sauce? Oh, 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 red sauce. oh God! No ketchup, no ketchup. <laughs> ketchup all the way. Brown sauce, brown sauce. <laughs> it's weird that actually like oh, completely off topic i literally like i, I said this morning like because I, I went to greg's this morning for breakfast and i literally goes says what do you what sauce do you want it says i says can i get red sauce he goes yeah what ketchup yeah i'm like yeah ketchup, yeah, <laughs> I, ketchup. Red sauce very often. <laughs> I normally say ketchup because like when someone says ketchup it's obviously tomato ketchup there's no there's no mustard ketchup or anything like that it's just ketchup well, right well sometimes they say to me most of the time they say um you know tomato sauce or brown sauce so yeah. yeah, that's odd. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's weird, is it? Because like the Heinz have got them like that mayo chop thing, or what they call it like ma- uh, like mayo ketchup, like a mix of ketchup and mayo together. Oh, would that be? I nice? quite I, it, honestly like. I think I think it's a left-handed thing because me and my nan both like it. We're both lefties, so <laughs> must be must be must be one of those things like you just literally rub it in with the chips. Oh, chips are good with them. Mm, so good. I miss anyway, completely off track, part. of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. About so, your medical path. Okay, yeah, so that's how I decided to do pharmacy. And yeah, and then four years in uni is kind of a lot, to be honest. Um, but I did like an exchange program at the end of my, um, my year um, to Australia, which is really fun and much needed, I think, at that point, because I was so mm-hmm. bored of us, you know. Um, but I think it's because the boredom, that made me start to do modeling as well, which is not too bad, <laughs> you know, it works out all right. So how, um, when you, what brought you to, um, because obviously you said you got bored uh, during, um, well, with your traveling, what sort of inspired you to go, oh yeah, like I could give uh, modeling a go. Like, what, was there any inspiration behind it? Was it like a recommendation from uh, someone? Um, right, so to be honest, in the very beginning, I was just traveling with my friend. Um, my friend is a photographer, and we just sort of like start to take some pictures. And 
actually the picture come out really cool and I really like them and then I start to like post them post them on Instagram and then I think as my Instagram grow like more and more followings and their agencies start to contact me so that's how I you know ended up signing contract with agencies and start like earning money through this way yeah so it's all started from hobby to be honest um, yeah, from from a very humble beginning. Yeah, but I think I'm still doing things like that. Like I don't do like paid shoot all the time. I think there need to be like a mixture, like because there's only the creative shoes that you can use your, you know, creativity that you can collaborate with people that yeah. you like to work with. Whereas for paid shoot, it's more restrict and everything is very defined already and you sort of just like fit yourself into the box it's already pre-planned and you're just you're more you know you, you're more in the surface of the shoot rather than like they're exactly. doing it for yeah. you exactly exactly and i, I think, like i get what you mean when you say that like you, 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 like for me like if if i'm doing a paid job like i feel like there's more mm. there's definitely more pressure there yeah exactly but it's fine like it, it's good money you know but at definitely. the end of the day you want to enjoy what you do as well and there I needs to be something. some sort of um, variety um in your work um yeah. so and also like yeah, having a bit of freedom to be cr- as creative as you can like it shows yeah. a bit of um um versatility um yeah exactly just, yeah because um, you definitely want to show that because you like as much as like i have that problem when i do a bit of modeling like i often get um shoots um me in a suit and as much as I do enjoy mm-hmm. wearing suits or, you know, seeing photos of me in a suit, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you probably get the same thing where you kind of keep seeing like the same pattern and you just go, I want mm-hmm. to do more than just what everyone wants me to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it does, it does feel quite restrictive and it yeah. just makes me, and I do want it. So I, when I say to them, like, I want to do something more casual, mm-hmm. they kind of go, Oh, okay. And they did, and um, so yeah. Anyways, um, uh, so we're gonna be taking a bit of a break. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll um, recharge, and uh, yes. we'll be back to uh, talking more about 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 Lydia's uh, modeling journey. We'll be back very shortly. In a, yeah, in a see few you guys minutes. later. Hello, and welcome back to th- uh, this new episode of What Topics. So, uh, we briefly talked about. Uh, Lydia um, going into her her journey on into medicine, and then we just touched on you know her start of her modeling career. So exactly uh, yes, yeah. So um, so you, so it started in Australia. Uh, where um, by the way, whereabouts in Australia did you go to? Oh, quite a lot of places actually. So oh, I wow. started, originally, I was in the hospital in in Canberra. Oh, okay. I was so oh, shocked. Wow. Googled Canberra is actually the capital of. It's Australia. the capital of Australia. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought, oh my god, I always thought it's Sydney, and then yeah, realized... everyone, yeah, everyone does. And, and the thing is, it's funny because I every time I talk to any Australian locals, they go like, I say to them, oh, is there anything to do in Canberra? They go, no, just go there and then just leave. That's it. <laughs> just say you've it's been funny, there. Actually, another, <laughs> a little fact for you that um, not, not many people know this, but Switzerland doesn't actually have a doesn't have a capital city. Did you know that? Switzerland doesn't have a capital city. Nope, doesn't have one. Seriously. Look up the history behind it. It's really important. It's really important and it's actually quite interesting. I'm actually so, gonna yeah. look that up. 
<laughs> I mean, if you've been to Switzerland, you might know where typically you you think would be the capital, but it's not. You want sorry? Uh, oh yeah, it says yeah. It's that there's no capital. Oh okay. Yeah, people assume, but never look. I guess. Damn. Maybe most Swiss Swiss people probably know that, but I mean, Swiss, Switzerland's quite a small country, to be fair. So. Oh, not okay. on the smallest well, scale, but. <laughs> Well, apparently, the apparently uh, Bern is the de facto capital of Switzerland. But de yeah, it's, but, yeah, but that's, that, many people are surprised that they when they hear that pretty little Bern is Swiss capital. Definitely. So that's yeah, you back to back to Australia then. Oh, sorry. Yes. So, right. <laughs> so um, and then I realised it's because like there's always a. L- a long-term competition between Melbourne and Sydney to become the capital. So they basically set up this SimCity camera, <laughs> a city yeah. just for, you know, being the capital city. And so I was there and it was really dead. It's like a desert, basically. And I was just there doing my work experience. And after it finished, um, I went to Keynes and then the Great oh, Okay, yeah. Go, yeah. go. So I went north and then traveled all the way south um, and went to Sydney, uh, went to Melbourne as well. I think that's pretty much it. I didn't go to Paris, like didn't go to the west side. Oh, I didn't go that side. I didn't even go to Sydney when I went. I went to Melbourne, then I went to Adelaide and mm-hmm. then and I checked up the uh, Ayers Rock. Um, oh, you did? And- yeah, but we got to camp out like um out the middle of the desert a couple of times and yeah. got to see the Milky Way like on the sky. It was oh, wow. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I think I did more like a beach and the sort of a holiday and <laughs> diving, like oh deep diving. Um, yeah, so I wish I could go back there actually. Oh, that's I mean, that's on my that's on my bucket list to swim in the, the lo- Great I'd Barrier Reef. Oh, yeah. I'd love to go. It's yeah. so expensive though to get that far across the planet, and it's so long as well. Like it takes it, like mm. at least like uh, up to like twenty to thirty hours to get there. Yeah, like, mm. roughly. Yeah, I mean, I, I've done I've done close to twelve hours, so I can know how that feels. Like you feel like you've you've like watched like three or four films. You like I've still got two three hours left. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> It's really long. I I think I stopped in the Korea when on the way back, and then oh yeah, a bit, a bit of time in Korea as well, and then came back. I think because a twenty four hour flight is just a bit too long. So you know, if you yeah. break half hour and half hour, and then have a break in between, it's just so much more tolerable. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I stopped mm. over in Singapore, like when I was traveling to New Zealand. Um, oh. Oh. And I, I and I can actually see why a lot of people consider Singapore Airport to be like one of the best, oh, if yes. not the the best, like airport to go to. I've seen videos, of, and honestly, I'm so jealous. I really want to go at some point. It, Mom and Dad so, got to go. It's so good. Like honestly, I was even surprised, like what that was there to uh, what was there to offer. Like yeah. um, you can literally get there, a little monorail train right through the middle of like a massive water fountain space, right? Brilliant. Well, the well, the fact that apparently a lot of um, Asian students, like from Korea and all over the place, like just come to Singapore just to study or you know just chill mm. out, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm. 
I mean, one of the crazy one of the crazy bits about that side of the planet is there's so much variety. There's so much food. I mean, we, we already have we already have one of the one of the best things from you know that direction in the world. Like we're ta- from like I think from Thailand. Obviously, we've got Jollibee now in the in the UK. We've got Jollibee down in London. We've got it in Liverpool, and they've just opened up in your backyard of where you where you're from, Lydia, back in uh, Leicester direction. Really. Yeah, Jollibee just opened last week during lockdown, so obviously it's only open for takeaway at the minute. But they'll uh-huh. be open next week, I think, for the, for the first time officially, letting people through the doors to sit down. Mm, I actually can't wait for the restaurant to open. You know. Honestly, I think the next time that we all catch up, we should definitely go for Jollibee. Jollibee's amazing. We have so many places to go. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, oh, even got, in, take them all off. Even in London, I'm still finding new places to go to. Like, it's, it's crazy. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of places that I've never been to. Like, uh, I think there's one place in London called um, Bone Danny's that I really want to go to. Mm. There's a few that I've probably heard of, but it's just, it's just, it's just like, it's, it'd just be, be really weird if, if I just went on my own. It'd be like, oh, well, this is fun. Okay. Well, there's, there's, the, thing, the thing is, I try something. Uh, there's a place called Burger and Beyond down in Sh- uh, Shoreditch, and they do a bone marrow. Uh, gravy, uh, gravy and che- uh, gravy cheese on chips. It's oh really good. <laughs> Honestly, oh, I've never had anything better gravy-wise. And I'm like, like we 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 all like look at the standard of gravy outside of like your roast dinners. That is probably something like KFC's gravy. Like that's like top tier gravy. It's beautiful. But then you you have something like that where literally it's like down to like the most tastiest ingredients. And you think that bomara sounds disgusting, but you no. don't know it until you try it. No. No, it sounds amazing. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, definitely, definitely on the, I'm definitely um something that I'll be going back for again. I, mm. I, I mean, the burger, the burger was brilliant, but the chips were like such a standout. Like you, you don't expect side dishes to be such a standout compared to the main. Mm. Better than Mackey D's chip chips. <laughs> um, I mean, it depends on what what type of chips you're talking about, really, because I guess like you got your KFC, your McDonald's chips, and like. With KSC's ones, like they're like they're my like five guys fries. And then you got burger, and you got Burger King chips, which are like almost chunky chips. So. Oh, and oh, don't get me started on Burger King. They're terrible. <laughs> they're terrible. Those chips are. I, I cannot take their chips. And they're like Nando's, hit and miss. Which I'm, which I'm, yeah, and then you got Nando's, which I'm sure I I'm heavily sure that they are McCain chips because they just taste pretty standard, but they're they're nice still with a bit of peri on bit of peri salt on them. Yeah, yeah. So, Nando's any day of the week for me. I'm happy with Nando's. I love Nando's. <laughs> I haven't had a chicken Nando's for quite a while. Actually, hey. I think it. I think it's just been over. I think it's. I think it's just been over like um over a year. Like, it was just after we filmed my bit and on the first team. Yeah. That's so long. You need to get yourself there. Yeah. Well, like I said, like every time I think about it, or I'm, I'm like, hey, let's meet up, and then some people is like, oh, I don't want to go out, and it's like, okay, all right. <laughs> well, to be fair, we, we we probably might end up having another catch up in a few more weeks because obviously we're at, we'll be out of lockdown. Like I can still travel out of my area even if I'm yeah. tier three. It's just frowned upon uh, according to the government. It's an advisory thing, but the thing is, I'll make it quite clear that I think it's just it's a matter of being safe rather than a matter of like you're going to give it to someone because oh yeah people are yeah. people are travelling around in different frequencies at the minute. So like if you're travelling around in smaller numbers, you're less likely to get it anyway. So yeah, I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm a lone traveller for quite a lot of my travels. Like I go out with friends and everything, and I'll Same. go abroad for holidays, but. I, I travel the country quite regularly on my own, so. Well, that's the yeah. thing. I I travel because I have to get to like film and TV sets, like regardless yeah. of how I travel there. So, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm sure probably the same for you, Lizzie, when you go further a distance for modelling. Oh no, 
you know, go. <laughs> I mean, what was you? What do you, you? I remember you telling me before your your routine. If you wanted to go to London, right, you'd literally like have to drive like what forty five minutes away and pay like an arm and a leg to park your car before you got the train, right? Is that me or is it someone else? Is it another? Because no, no, I think you, from where you live, you said the best place for you to go and get the train from was it was East Villas Parkway, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I live in the middle of nowhere. That was back in the days. That's why I moved here as well, just to be more like convenient. Yeah, the convenience and flexibility. Yeah, because yeah, living in a little village, middle of nowhere, have to drive to like train station, get the train and get oh, the train. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I'm pretty lucky. I, I'm literally just within five minute walking distance to my train station, and then mm. I could just get either a direct train to Victoria or Waterloo. So wow. pretty lucky with that. Lucky boy. I mean, I, I mean, ideally, I would, I would much rather be closer to where the work is. So it's kind of like mm. thinking, you know, ah, should I move it? Should I move to London? But I hear, keep hearing people that, you know. Uh, all my friends down in Portsmouth that they moved to London and they moved back so it's just kind of like yeah um, it's, it's one of those things like it's like fight or flight really with London like it's, it's not for everyone London isn't yeah no. it's expensive like the food is expensive you know <laughs> I mean you you haven't exactly got the biggest place in the world have you Lydia and like no. I'm sure that's not cheap but at least I have my like a it's like a single bed studio so I got a, like a condo that really isn't it right yeah, I got all I need basically, and you got you literally got one from, from one side of the room to the other side of the room, and it's all in one room near enough, isn't it? Um, his bedroom is separate, and yeah, yeah, bathroom is separate as well. But like the kitchen, and, you know, the living room sort of like together, just in one room. But I, mean, I, I genuinely like find it quite weird. Like I've seen some places on Right Move and like you know Zoopla where they literally like it's one room like it looks like a living room space but you've got your toilet your shower and you've got like a, a fold-out table and a fold-out chair it's like what so it's crazy right? oh, i've seen so many weird rooms that i was looking at um in australia when i had to kind of move out to this plate move out my place and um there was even one place where they had they had a, they had a room but they had literally a toilet in the living in the li living in the bedroom area i was oh, like no. are you fucking kidding me like <laughs> i said i even said to them like are you gonna build like a wall or something to separate the toilet and the and they went no nah, like that's that's your own private toilet and i'm like right so when i so when i bring guests over you know i just point out i have to point out that toilet and they go they go like well, you can use the downstairs downstairs toilet. I'm like, but I'm guessing you would much prefer like using my own toilet. They was like, yeah. I'm like, nah, no, no <laughs> the chance. They suggested it was just like such a such like a backhand, isn't it? It's like no chance. Like I'm like, are you like, are you seriously trying to sell like trying to sell like this room right now? Like, <laughs> mm, only in Australia. Damn. Mm. So. So yeah, I mean, um, obviously going back to uh, obviously as you were, you were saying, obviously like you you started doing bits in Australia, like while, while on the side while like you were doing your medical over there, work, medical uh, medical part time work. Yeah. Um, I'd say where where initially did you did you do most of your learning um, in the UK? Like what what was your like you know your home life when you was younger? Was you was you always from the UK or was you did you come to the UK? I don't know. I never asked the question to be fair. Yeah, I was actually born here and then I had to go back um, for my primary education. So, mm. so 
fluent in uh, Mandarin Chinese as well. Um, and then and then something happened with my family, so I moved here again in Leicester. That's um, and then went to school, secondary school there, and then after that university, and here I am now. Oh wow! So so it was it was what like what, like your very earlier years that you went back to. Um, I guess was it, would you where, where would it be in China? Would it like be more like closer to like the bigger cities? Yeah, Beijing. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I I know I know a few people um uh, like I've met over the years that like have like had to go back home like for like little bits of their life like when they were younger like they don't remember a lot a lot of it like um yeah. like most most of their life was still back here in the UK or they moved to Australia like I mean that's one of the typical things about the UK like there's a lot of people who like to you know as they say go go to the sun the side of the world where the sun is like there's yeah. that TV show on the telly the way it's like oh was it like transfer to the sun or something like that like where they work yeah. out the like australia or something right you like english people when i was in australia everyone's moved from uk there's one girl my colleagues from liverpool and yeah oh wow man mm. <laughs> it's weird isn't it like like the, the the two countries are like very much interlinked with like moving moving around like you know yeah. changing places where you live i mean yeah. it's obviously the commonwealth still stands to some degree like between the two countries but obviously it's not the same as it used to be yeah pretty much i mean they still they, they still treat each other as like a, a like a, a much uh, a separate entity than you know one yeah, yeah sort of unified like division or whatever mm-hmm. um um with that being said um so how do you um how do you balance you know, with um, obviously working your your um, I suppose your your other day job, and then with your modeling work, like, is it quite yeah. difficult, or have you now found a routine that to kind of balance it out? Or I mean, you know, where, have... where, 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 where was that beginning? Like, where you where you first discovered that? Like, you like, okay, I'm now at a point. I'm now at a crossroads where I continue with my medical, like, obviously going on to do medicine or going on to work in like you know boots, etc. Like, where did it, like, hit you, like, I guess where the saying goes, where did it hit home that, like, you knew you was going to be juggling the two and you had to try and make it work? I think is when I was in university and when I signed the contract with my agents and when the first big job actually came along, um, which is for, like, a commercial uh, advert for Max Factor. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and then it's a lot of money and it's, like, exciting it's like makeup brand that I like um and they called me actually <laughs> actually oh, wow. for a casting they said Lydia we need you tomorrow to come to London for the casting and I was in uni I was like uh actually I have a test tomorrow I can't go um and then they're like are you crazy like you know it's really well paid and I I just hate that I had to lie a lot like when I was in university and just say oh yeah go up I can imagine and I have to go you know to London by myself um but luckily I got the job and and my parents it sort of proved to my parents as well that I can get money from what I like doing mm. Um, was it? So, would you say it was a bit difficult to get approval from them at the first point? Like, like how some uh, other creators uh, in the the community, like YouTubers, like had to prove to their parents that like it was feasible for them to move away from certain. Um, what What would you say? Like certain norms in people's mindsets. I think it's because like coming from my background, which is like Asian parents, you know, they sort of mm. think 
doing being a lawyer, being like a, a doctor. Oh God, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're like set paths in people's lives, like <laughs> like like it, how like in some other Asian families, it's, like um, it's almost like, like the like thing is marriages and stuff. Yeah, it's almost like a, a stereotype. And the only reason I know is because the, the most majority of the people when I was living in Vancouver is Asian. Like you always, you got Filipino, you got uh, mm. Chinese, like Korean and everything. And it is typical where they normally want you to become like, you know, either a doctor or a nurse or a lawyer or anything that's a high paid job. And and then if you tell them that you want to do anything creative, it it just seems like it's a hobby to them. And yeah. yeah. Is that is that what was that true from your perspective or from your from from your side of things? I think I was pretty much still applies, which is really annoying, but um, it's true. It's a very heavy stereotype that's sticking about still. Yeah, but I sort of see where they're coming from as well. Like they want you to be financially independent, and you know the way to do that. Like it seems to them that you need a proper job, you know, but like right now obviously the creative industry has developed and changed so much and people actually mm. a lot of money from it and that's what they you know don't know about and but once I got the job and I got paid and they were happy with it and they sort of think okay like I'll let you just do whatever as long as you have <laughs> with university then you know you're free to do whatever on the side that you like so I think at that point I thought like okay so I kind of want to incorporate that part of my life into like the main part if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean. You want you wanted you wanted to 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 be a good pairing, a good marrying, right? Yeah, because yeah, basically. So <laughs> um, where 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 so obviously with the the Max Factor um job obviously like. It, it, it obviously like it opened your eyes up to like the, the the next places that you could go with obviously with your agency um, I mean for those who don't know like your main your main agency that you're with I mean I know you're with two agencies your main ones with fame right yeah that's right yeah and uh, who, who who's your other agency um so I'm actually with quite a lot but like the main one that get me quite a lot of jobs are fame RMG and model union okay so, yeah. so you, that's one thing. One thing that a lot of models probably don't realise is that, like, you don't have to just go for one, one, uh, one agency. And yeah. obviously, the the extension off of that, which I'm sure you would you'd say is about right, is that obviously there's like almost you could say like sort of lines between areas that like yeah. certain agencies don't want you to cross over. So like you could be with Bayin, but then there's obviously an agency up in the Midlands, for example, like Valkyrie, that you could sign to, and it wouldn't the two the two wouldn't cross over because. Uh, Go for difference. That they don't say you're exclusively signed to us, then you know that means mm. we branch out. And also, even I know a lot of model like Amy. You know, she'd get a lot of drop on Facebook, like a platform like this. So you yeah. don't necessarily need to sign with an agency to do the job that you like. To be honest, exactly. Yeah, I think there's yeah. a lot of free, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good examples for people who are freelance, like one that I quite reference regularly, like even on my uh, my other podcast, the photography podcast I do, the Get the Shot podcast. We've uh, we spoke about a model named Tyler Payton who she was with BAME at one point and uh, she's been with other, uh, other modern agency, but now she's completely freelance and she does photography on the side as well and she gets her own jobs. Like I, I've paid for work with her before and like, you know, she, 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 she it's a living, it's her job essentially. Like 
um I, we would have had an episode with her um you know covid pending and everything like where she come and join us on the podcast and talk with us um but like we haven't had that full conversation but like i know for certain that like she's you know obviously spoke about the fact that like you've just said it doesn't always it's not always the path you need like everything that models think about modeling is that you have to follow this straight path essentially like you were saying like how asian families say you have to follow this righteous path like you don't have to go and get an agency you exactly. can go freelance it exactly. helps and it's not required like if you're a creative person like hmm. like one day there there is room for you and there there's opportunity for you to shine you know as long as you carry on just doing the things that inspire you and you know some of the models you like it's, people think model probably just you know stand in front of computer like, camera and just pose and they don't they just listen to instructions but actually you know model can have their concept as well and they can have an idea that they want to bring to life and mm. they can um, find a photographer and communicate that concept and you know create something amazing basically so I feel like model can have a say in like creative industry like in terms of creating I don't know just bringing well, when you, when you um, as you got more um, experience over time did you did you find just find a footing on like there was a particular style that spoke to you uh, uh, that basically that spoke uh, to you like based like you that was more identifiable to yourself rather than just copying something just because it's trending Is, yeah. did you find a really difficult thing to make sure that this was this was still you rather than just being a carbon copy of something else something else has done I just feel like sometimes, um, so at the beginning, obviously, we I take on many different type of shoots and just mm. exploring myself sort of in different styles. Um, and then, and then as I, you know, carry on doing this job more, um, I feel like sometimes I see my inspirations and I will, you know, just collect pictures and do a move board myself and then I have friends like you know you and Josh and um, other photographers that you know perhaps interested in collaborating with me then I will communicate that to them and sometimes they like the idea and sometimes they can give a bit more input and then we ended up just set up a date and you know, um, go on the shoot and bring actually bring the concept into real life, which is really cool, I think. And yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah, it's quite um, honestly. Honestly, it's it's one of the things. Uh, one of the things that I have to say that that's you, you always remember about about the, the industry that we're all like doing things in is that like there's there's such a range of people, there's such a range of like things yeah. that you can do from genre wise, like. People think that you get to portrait photography and it just stops at portrait photography. It really doesn't. Like this portrait right. photography, or to give it its full name, portraiture photography, is literally just the sub heading. Like you've got so many more branches off of that <laughs> photography. Exactly. Like you, you've literally got like your headshot portraits, you've got your full yeah. body. You, you know. do, and you can do like editorial. Like there's so many you can do with it. It's honest, honestly like. Uh, I think the word that I use quite regularly is such a vibe. <laughs> not to not not to like make people think, oh, is that all he thinks about? <laughs> but like literally, like honestly, like 
the thing that I, I, I echo the most about photography, um, portrait photography and working with models is that like there's such a sense of joy, excitement, meeting yeah. new people. Exactly. And there's like, yeah. or even like a team, like bounce off ideas. It's not just, you know, you like a, a piece of object, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it was kind of interesting enough. I actually met you two um briefly um last year in september during that um that portrait oh. mission um uh group yeah, the event. portrait mission events yeah at um yeah Finlancy. oh my yeah. god hope oh, that day, <laughs> that day it was, was very windy yeah. <laughs> and we and had it was... like swim costume and <laughs> you know so you know something lydia uh, and this is me being honest here honestly you were proper fire that day wearing that like i was not expecting that Oh, thanks, Lee. Well, I wasn't. Ex- <laughs> well, I wasn't expecting to just dive into the. Po- well, it was actually Kyle who ju- jumped in, I, and then you were, I you saw was, you two were egging each other on, from what I could see. From well, he, and then it was like Kyle was saying, like, "Come on, it's actually not that bad." And then I'm that person <laughs> who's just that was sort of like, <laughs> I, I, I kind of like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm one of those people, like, well, if he's jumped in, I'm gonna jump in. And then John was like, "Oh, you two bitches are crazy." And then I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> So it was cold, very, very cold. Amazing. <laughs> but but yeah. Definitely, yeah. And so much fun. And then we went to the, you know, the, what is it, the fair afterwards. Yeah. I, well, I didn't. I, I, w- I went straight back home. If I, if I could, I, I would have, I would have just stayed back. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to stay a little bit longer. Yeah. And we oh, had. Honestly, mad that was. Yeah, it was just. <laughs> I think it was just because I think it was just. I think it was just a little bit like I think at the time because I just quit my day job, and I was just a little bit uncertain about certain things. So it was just like you know I'll just go to this event and I'll just go back home and yeah. yeah. But I had a great time. Like I, admittedly, like just because it just what happened on that uh, a couple of days ago, and then it just went there. I was like, okay, this is a bit of a thing i needed but it was just a little bit daunting because it was a bunch of people that i just did not know but it was, it was like everyone's so friendly that's what i like oh yeah exactly like, honestly like, one of the things that i always try and put across with the portrait mission events in general that like we always have have a good, a good time like obviously the one thing that i would take away from that event was that obviously there was a lot going for that event like we had like you know hair model um hair modeling um going on in that obviously like and makeup stuff like obviously mm. you guys like we're having all that professionally done as part of you know a chance to win in a competition and like we had the whole hotel yeah uh, right room. like that's like top tier scale that i never had before and like it was it was definitely one of the more eventful events that we've run i mean for those who don't know we did kind of um have a team member join us for a few months before that and he was putting on most of that event and he left unfortunately like that was quite a tough time like obviously i don't want to like divulge about it on here because it's not something that's really for the for the ears of this podcast like you guys know about it off off, off podcast mm, obviously but yeah like in general they're like it was an experience running something like that but i definitely want to do it a lot more uh like i want to be a bit more strict with the details about how that was run because it, there was a lot that went wrong that on that day but some people don't even see that like in events like you guys obviously were coming from london like so you felt the 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 the, the, the flow that was going on like it was it was a little bit hectic i imagine at, at first for you guys yeah i i must admit that i've been to group events or at least i've been in charge of um you know multiple people when it when it comes to like making short films or even photo shoots or anything like that 
um yeah. even even i felt it was a little bit overwhelming with like the amount of photographers and models and trying to organize that it does yeah. you know we we had to get like a, into a, a timed schedule to get everyone's hair and makeup done and picking outfits and you know changing to those outfits and then getting to yeah, it was just one thing after another and it wasn't a complete disaster i think but there were some aspects that could have been improved upon yeah especially uh, like that was the problem. Yeah, it, I mean, like, how how would you say the event went for you? For me, or yeah, yeah. I say in your in your eyes, how was the how was the experience? I think at the beginning, obviously with the hair, makeup, and stuff, it's just very very long and very uncertain. We don't know yeah. where we're going like when we're going. Um, but as soon as we arrive at the location, I think. It just all go up from there. Yeah, yeah. no, I I do agree with that. Like it did, it did seem like a, there was a lot of waiting around to me unnecessarily at the hair and makeup and everything. But I understand that you know models were just arriving and then they they was getting their turn and everything. But there were times where it was sort of like well, and what made made it a little bit bizarre was the fact that. Um, you know, there was they 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 still had the hair and makeup team um, uh, coming along with us uh, to the hotel. So it just made me think, like, well, if we could have got those people to come mm-hmm. along with us, we could have just cut time to mm-hmm. just gone to the location, do all that, so we didn't have to worry about yeah, exactly. traveling all that. So yeah, it was just yeah. I mean- Three model ready and start shooting and then you know get the three other model ready so like there's no waiting around right yeah 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 things like that anyways but it was good yeah. it was where we meet you so you know be- yeah, yeah i mean that, that's the thing besides that i met a lot of uh, great people on that shoot um like like you like you two and um yeah so um, hopefully well like a, we were going to have one back in march weren't we and mm, obviously because yeah. of the pandemic happened so i'm i'm actually looking forward to a next um uh group event because yeah. those were like those were like things that i actually look forward to yeah. um and it was just where that you can actually network with other photographers that you can you can get to meet last time um or exactly. at least or at least when you did get their details or their instagram handles or anything like that then you could then wait for the next event and then you could go oh hey like we didn't we met we technically met last time but we didn't really properly introduce ourselves so we could go from that um so yeah yeah i i think as as a, mo- a model from my perspective it was just there were certain aspects that even i could admit that there were some things that could have been you know improved upon but at the same time i couldn't really argue against it because like i said i've got to meet amazing people and i actually got some good photos from that shoot anyway so it pretty much it was it was just a win-win scenario in my eyes so got to see the good yeah for sure um yeah and you know um is there any so with obviously your your modeling journey is probably still ongoing i presume like there's no there's had that was actually that's a actually more interesting question has there ever been a moment where you've almost thought about being put off by the whole thing where was there was there ever a moment where you thought 
this is <laughs> working out, or you think there was certain, or there was certain events well, that's it, or because you, you like like if like your job got like too stressful at one point. Because obviously you've said before like you've you've really like had to juggle things in the past. Like you you had to be careful not to be in trouble for this or that. Like maybe like you you felt like is was it really worth it one time? Like maybe trying to skive off work. Like you you know you you know like those things like. For in any, anyone's mind, like you don't want to do, like you you very suspicious of. Like I know you said to me before, like you you try and follow the rule, the the, the rule of like being careful and being on and being on the what's the word, um, the right side of it all. Like and, and you didn't want it like to cause like a problem for your career, because that's the one thing that you never want to do, right? Yeah, no, obviously, because I still want to like keep my professional career well it's like doing that's why I'm doing it part-time so I get more time to do a bit of both I think and I think it's working pretty well oh brilliant definitely uh, and, saying, and uh, we, won't, we, we won't bore you too much about your work cause obviously it's, <laughs> it's, every, it's everyone's thing that they get they get out of and they're like oh you want to talk about work again really <laughs> separate the artist to the the you know their day lives or whatever so <laughs> Um, on, we'll, we'll, we'll spice it up a little bit so here's a here's a good one for you your most embarrassing moment that you want to talk about that you've had with modeling go on oh, tell us moment. yeah so like uh, anything that's like obviously or have like, you had obviously. um anything that you weren't particularly proud proud of like you don't have yeah. to go and be too much too much detail and it doesn't have yeah, to be you can you can you can, you can redact names <laughs> uh, uh, you'll like embarrassing moment can you give me one Owen oh god Ooh. I mean I, I mean I got one like already so this was <laughs> back in I think this was just before like when I just started so this was like early 2017 or must be middle 2017 um so I got invited to, by a photographer uh to do a wedding shoot and uh, so I was told that I'm going to be doing with another model uh with a makeup artist if we're going to go to like this location is like a vineyard and i'm like oh cool sweet um so they said you know meet at the location uh and i'll pick you up and then we'll pick up the other people and that's it and i'm like cool um <clears throat> so i get there and i'm waiting and i was told i'll be waiting with the other model at the location i was like okay cool and i was waiting there and i was just still on my own I'm like okay maybe she's just you know just coming coming over the photographer comes up with the car and he I get in the car and um and he drives off. I'm like, okay, what's going on? And he and I didn't think about asking the model. I thought, oh, she's probably gonna meet us at the at the shoot location. So we pick up the makeup artist and then he says, Oh, um, she's gonna take over as the um uh as the the bride, as it were. I was like, oh. Okay. okay and then we get we get there and, and i told him all my measurements like on my 34 inch chest on this and that and he said to me well the the person who's in charge of the wedding uh rentals or whatever they said that from the photos that you look like a 36 uh chest i went right so this is my <sighs> learning curve like when somebody tells you that they say you actually look like this you be assertive to say no i'm this size otherwise it's going to look baggy and look like absolute mm. dog shit so um <laughs> 
So, and it, it wasn't bad, but it was clearly quite baggy. Like it was just, oh, it just, it didn't like, it didn't particularly work for me. So we do the shoot and it was a very, it was quite a partially sunny day. And the problem with the, 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 um, the problem of it is because, um, so because I wasn't with the other model that I thought I was going to be with, somebody one of my friends who saw the photos like she's one of the, the few very very few people i've seen her because i was so embarrassed by them she described the photos as looked like i was giving way to my mum like she was getting married like giving way to the to the, the wedding or whatever um and the problem with the other problem was she could like when it became to looking in the direction of the sun like not at the sun, but you know, where the sun was, you know, directing at her direction, she would be squinting. So a lot of the photos when it came for um, anywhere that uh, the sun was shining on her, you could see like her eyes were like just squinting. Fucking hell. So, and um, so I, so I'm like, I'm waiting for the photos to be, you know, edited and everything and i get the photos and again it just looked so amateurish mm. and i even sent a long ass email basically saying like so i and i and then i found out um the model who was supposed to be the bride um didn't get told anything the last thing they told was it was going to be it like she was going to do the shoot and that was it. Like she didn't get told anything else. I went, wow, really? So then I said to them, said to the photographer, I'm like, I found out who the model was to be my bride, or quote unquote. Um, and you apparently didn't tell anything about where to meet, when to meet, and anything of the details. And you didn't care to share this information until the day that we went off to shoot. And not only that, like the photos look so embarrassing. Like I didn't hold back. I was quite pissed off quite frankly oh, no. and so i was like and i said to him like, you know what i am not going to use those photos um in my portfolio and if you do use those photos i do not want you to tag me in them whatsoever mm -hmm. like i made sure like i made it clear that you yeah you know, i'm distancing myself from that and i i and even though i was just starting I immediately thought to myself, I need to set a standard and I cannot like, let, let this get out. Um, I guess out it was a good the, experience the... in the end though, weren't it? Because like, like I, I, as, as much as it's like hard to think that like something bad happened like that, it's the case that like, you know, you built up that, that I guess you, you, you kind of built, you kind of built up your, your sort of like, um, not defense, but like, you know, your sort of um, reputation in your mindset of what you expect, what you need, so like for example that like you were saying like about like expectation of what you look like rather than actually asking your measurements you didn't obviously think to ask uh ask them to tell them you know oh do you need my measurements rather than just like guessing because guesswork gets you nowhere you know what I mean? yeah no for sure and it, it's it's really tough because you obviously don't know like there's some photographers that you will you think to yourself that you're not sure, but you think to yourself, you know what, I'll give it a shot because you never know. It might actually be just a photographer who just started out and is wanting to learn and actually might get better and better at, you know, with each, you know, photography set. And, um, and it just, that wasn't, that, that wasn't the case. It just felt, um, like 
yeah so that's what i learned as a model um it's just you know uh you know go with your, your gut instinct and if, and also even then like just let the photographer know that if you're not happy just tell them like because there's no sense of you know being polite of something because it's your mm. reputation on the line at the end of the day yeah. so yeah I mean, we're probably letting Lydia get off quite easily here because we've been obviously talking quite a long time in this podcast, and then we're all, we're all it's, it's starting to get a bit late at night. So like, we're we're going to start to wrap up shortly. But like, the one thing <laughs> that I'm sure that Lydia can probably agree with, like on what I was obviously saying, is like, you know, build, building up your expectations for shoots, like you know what things should be ticked off before you start the shoot, or even get to the point of you know heading to the shoot. You know, you obviously, as you said, like the shortcomings of like the suit and stuff like that, that kind of thing, right? I'm, mm-hmm. sure, I'm sure you'd I'm sure you'd agree like sort of similar experiences for you, Lydia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you need to know like what what time. Obviously, the essential need to know find the location of who you work with and like. Um, but even like for the commercial job, sometimes my agency doesn't give me like the full information. I don't really know why, but which can be quite annoying. Um, sometimes you turn up to a casting and unprepared and sort of like cause a bit of panic panic but it feels yeah. a bit deceiving yeah um, just always try to make sure that you know as much information as possible about the shoot before you actually go and that's make sure that your expectation meets like what's about that, basically yeah i'd say because obviously one of the other things that obviously we've we've probably not really touched on as much but like obviously it's something that's to be aware of is of course modeling is still uh one of those uh parts of the industry that people take advantage of of course so like obviously yeah. as yourself obviously as a woman obviously yourself Lydia and obviously even even you yourself obviously Owen as well like it's not just a, 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 a you know one-sided gender thing it is both sides of the gender that both have mm-hmm. the same problem like mm-hmm. there's people in the industry that abuse uh, mm-hmm. their right of like you know working like with people like photographers but yeah. basically like just being bad as they are but obviously, like, I'm sure you'd say, obviously, just be aware of the details of, like, what people are asking you to do. Is that all right? Yeah. It's all about, you know, safety at the end of the day. Like, it's just, you just make sure, like, if you have your, usually, it's like, it's like the old saying, if your gut instinct is telling you that it's mm. too good to be true, or if you're not unsure, if you're really unsure about something, that it's likely to be that is that case that what you're thinking about. I think it's also important just to check out the photographer's work, like make sure that, you know, his style, her style is actually like the style that you like and mm. have a chat with them before you go to any shoot and just make sure that they're like, I don't know, you connect with the photographer, you know what you're mm. instead of someone just, you know, use like a fake profile to... That's it, yeah. Because you, you, you don't. The last thing you want is, is like, essentially like a lot of models are going to get asked the very question: Do you do lingerie? Do you do nude? And you're just like, mm, yeah, yeah. That's not something you ask unless uh, you don't ask those things unless they are something that you see on the person's profile. Like you, you mm-hmm. do, you do what you do, and that's what you put across, right? Exactly. Yeah. I can't. Like, if, if, you if if you didn't let's just put it this way if you didn't if you wasn't in a bikini or or anything like that on your profile if someone was to come and ask you to do a lingerie shoot you'd be thinking are they stupid are they out of their mind you know what i mean like it's that expectation like you you need to uh i guess calibrate your mindset to that's like if you if you're getting messages from 
uh, a photographer or an agency or anything like that that's like asking you to do those kind of things just you know obviously think about it yeah yeah I don't know whether you guys saw um like a couple months ago there's a guy emailed me saying like oh I can fly you to Mexico and pay you oh like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like the messages like that, it's like mm. as if someone's gonna believe in it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, like you, you can go, you you get these girls who end up believing this, and they go there and they basically like get trapped there, don't they? Which is really yeah. horrific and scary. Obviously, not not mm. to like go into such a dark place at the end of the episode, but like it's obviously something that it needs saying and reminding. It's of. definitely it's definitely something to think about, and it's like if you're really unsure, and if you've got friends who are into modeling or photography that I always ask because there's no harm in exactly. asking or asking if you even if you think it's a stupid question there's no such as um asking no, a stupid no question a stupid to be question. safe yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. Ask i guess it's like a code isn't it like you follow like like i'd say like for me as a photographer like if i was if, if a model asked me that question i'd say the three things i'd say is one have you checked them out enough two have any have you know do you know any models who've worked with them if they if they've posted models work go and talk to those models get clued up and free if you know any agencies or any other photographer has worked with them on a collaborative basis or met them in person basically just check the fuck out of them like in a way like you treat them like doing a crb check on them right <laughs> yeah basically <laughs> it's basically that version for models <laughs> yeah basically well, well, not yeah. for photographers, obviously. <laughs> so yeah, uh, just just use your common sense and instincts, and just be safe. And but also, yeah. uh, and, but also, the main part is just have fun. Yeah, just exactly. Give... I mean, if there's one, if there's one way to sum it up, um, Lydia, how what, what would you say for modelling in one word? Like, what what, may, what what word comes to mind when you think of like your experience with modelling in one word? Fun, I think. <laughs> That's you know what? Like... I was not expecting it to be that quick, but you know what? Fun, definitely. I would definitely say fun describes it for quite a lot of people. Definitely. Yeah. Rewarding, so, uh, yeah, it could be, yeah. Rewarding. I mean, if I was to say one for my, you know, my side of things with photography, I'd say it is probably like, you know, just an experience. Like, obviously, that's two words. So like, I'd say experience because it's it, like there's so much that comes from it. Like, if there's one thing that I can't do as someone like who doesn't do portraits, for example, like, you know, like landscape and stuff, you can't get the landscape to move for you. You have to move for it. So with modeling, you um, working with models, for example, you get to like, you know, be a bit more expressive with the stuff that you are creating. So that's one of the reasons why I enjoy it. Yeah, for sure. So, definitely. But yeah, thank you very much, guys, for joining us for this episode. And say we're all very tired people. It's the end of the end of the work week. So we're all going to retire to our our beds because you'll be hearing this on sunday so you'll be hearing it on the 29th of november so thank you yeah for joining us but i'll say thank you lydia for joining us at short notice i know we only asked you uh, i think did we ask you yesterday remember right it was either yesterday or the day before (laughs) yeah you messaged like oh no oh bless you we really we really appreciate your time lydia i'll say of course like uh, make sure to go and check you out on uh, everyone to go and check you out on Instagram. What was your Instagram handle going for everyone who was listening? Okay, it's Liz L Y D S. I think it was S. Wait, let me double check. I think it is, yeah. <laughs> double check, double check your own Instagram handle. Y D dot S U, so Liz dot Sue. Yeah. Oh, cool. Fantastic. 
so yeah um, i'll say as we say again like we really appreciate your time being here and say we hope you had a good time today with no, us for you guys for inviting oh, me and you're very welcome you're more than welcome to come and join us again for another for for, for even general topics obviously because it is called uh, what topic after all long much longer if i don't have work tomorrow but, yeah. oh we're always up for we're always up for a long conversation are we all together normally even off podcasts <laughs> yeah for sure yeah, so of course, uh, obviously you've been Lydia, I've been Josh at Mr. Josh Deakin. And Owen Burkett at Owen.Burkett. And of course, we'll join you sometime, either next week or the week after. Just check us out on Instagram, obviously, at What Topic Podcast, what topic podcast excuse me, to learn that one out. And uh, yeah, we'll see you right. next time. Bye. Bye. Catch you later. Catch you later. <laughs>